I've got something for you. Yo, what's up, everybody? It is right side Rick, because that's the only side of my face that works right now. We got Jack and we got Eric here on today's episode of Big Leagues Chicago. Fellas, what is going on? We're in a fantasy football battle. I'm not going to lie. I got five guys going in this Monday night game. I needed about, I think, 20 points. So <laughs> just looking at a, at a little capitalization from some Philadelphia Eagles, Eagles. And the, some the commanders, guys. Um, but no, it, it's and I'm excited for another episode of Funch. Really, I got to run a little bit early as usual, but uh, Blackhawks are playing as we speak. We'll talk a little bit of Hawks, a little Bulls, then obviously H1M uh, is what it sounds like. H1M, it is him. Eric, how you doing, man? What's that? What you got on the sign behind you? <laughs> ah, it's simple. Uh, it says, for me, American football is over for me. Time for the real football with a little small single bears. Just a, a little tiny support that I have left for the American Football National League of Association. Whatever whatever this thing is going to be called now for the next month, what, I really don't care. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. We, we've, got, we've got a great show for you guys today. We've got, we're going to start off, like Jack said, with Hawks Talk. And then what we're going to do is we're going to move into the Bears, break down their loss against the Lions. We're going to move into the C-Red segment, talk a little Bulls, and then finish it off with four stars of the week. Jack, the Hawks lost a close one in OT. You know, let's start off with Hawks talk. They lost a close one in OT against against the LA Kings. I think they're one and one in the last week, right? They've only had a couple games. They're playing right now. But, you know, how the Hawks been last week or so? Yeah, it's, it's funny enough. It was uh, the father's father's trip. Uh, so the fathers of all the players joined them to the nice. West Coast as they traveled to L.A. for uh, a game against the Kings and then across the town for a game against the Ducks. Um, like you said, 2-1 loss in that overtime to uh, to the Kings. Unfortunately, uh, L.A. was able to kind of seek revenge exactly a week from um, the day from the Blackhawks beating them in Chicago. Yeah. And, you know, L.A. was unfortunately – um, the better team, Peter Morazic, would end up stopping 33 saves. Uh, Jonathan Quick, 31 saves, 9. Uh, 0.969 save percentage for the Kings with uh, uh, being the winning goaltender. And this one, uh, Taylor Radish would have the one lone Chicago goal on the power play, assisted by Johnny Taze 
and Max Domi. Uh, Hawks jumped to the early lead in the first before former Blackhawk, if people will remember um, or not, but it's been <laughs> quite a while. Um, Philip Deneau scored his fifth on the year, tying the game in the second. Third would go scoreless. And then, of course, at 4.58 left in the over, or at 4.58 in the overtime, so literally two seconds remaining in overtime, the LA Kings were able to uh, win the game. And, and uh, what do they call this place now? It's not the Staples Center anymore. It's the uh, crypto, oh, the crypto.com crypto arena. Something, yeah. yeah. Yeah, whatever the hell they call this place now. I mean, I missed the name, <laughs> but it is what it is. Um, and LA was able to take you know the first game of the West Coast trip for the Blackhawks. Um, and then they went, like I said, short trip across the town to Anaheim, where they took on a very young uh, Ducks team. And it was funny enough, in uh, in the game, Jared Tenorti, a guy who was uh, acquired, I believe, via waivers, would end up scoring two goals, one of them being oh a, a redirect off uh, two different Ducks players, I believe, um, before finding nice, its nice. way into the net. Um, and that would end up being the game W G W G game winning goal for Tenardi unassisted. And then Philip Roos, I believe is his name. Um, the rookie as well would end up getting one for the, um, the Blackhawks assisted by Kane and Domi and Tenardi with his first um, in the first period. Ducks did jump out to an early two nothing lead. Uh, former DU pioneer Troy Terry would end up getting on the board assisted by Trevor Zegras and then Adam Henrique. Um, was able to extend the lead before Chicago climbed back into this one and and got things kind of really clicking. Um, yeah. And I believe this was Soder Bloom who was in net for the Hawks. Yeah, so, Soder Bloom. Soder Bloom, yep. Yep, 39 saves on, uh, on 41 uh, shots against, only allowing two. Very, very stellar performance from uh, uh, the 23-year-old Swede. So very happy to see what he's been able to do. Um as you know, he's played five games, kind of unexpected as they brought in uh, Mrazek and Stalak to, to take between the pipes. Mrazek kind of went down early with a quick IR stint. And then now Stalak, I believe, has a concussion after being run into. Um, so it's been Soderblom's kind of crease for the last uh, most recently. And uh, now that Mrazek's back, you'll see him kind of split the time between the, the two of them. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it. it it's interesting enough. I mean, this team <laughs> continues to stay at, you know, just uh, they're floating a game above 500 yeah. uh, at 15 points, a little bit more yeah. than you would have expected. Um, not what I don't think not what black Blackhawks fans who want the rebuild to happen want. Right. No, I mean, you're in front of four teams in that division. You know, you're in front mm -hmm. of three teams in the division in the sense of Arizona, Nashville and St. Louis, St. Louis, the shocker uh, burying themselves to a quick five and eight record. Um, and then Nashville six and eight, as well as Arizona playing in the 5,000 seater mullet arena on the, the state campus of Arizona state. Um, so the coyotes are playing out of ASU's rank, which is kind of funny, but um, yeah, no, I mean, it, it's a, it's a very shocking start for this Blackhawks team a little bit, um, <laughs> you know, for the fans that want that first round pick and the, the fans that are watching the bears who are playing offensively oh, yeah. great but are also jumping in the draft rankings is <laughs> now uh, around a fifth round pick or fifth overall first round pick at mm -hmm. this point. So uh, uh, you'd like to see the Blackhawks kind of find their way into heavy odds for the lottery picks. Uh, but we'll see what happens. I mean, you, you got to love, um, as I say, week after week, they are playing in every hockey game for Luke Richardson and it's unbelievable. Um, I mean, they're getting their yeah. 
they're getting outshot in pretty much majority of all games. Um, but you know, it, it's you're seeing a fight in this team that you didn't really see last year. You definitely didn't see under Colleton, um, and you're starting to see a lot for Richardson early in this fresh 2022-2023 campaign. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'll open the floor to a few questions before uh, I give uh, a little um, ad boost to to the Slatshot Western Conference uh, <laughs> well, division round break preview. I guess that's what I was going to say, right? Because like you look at you look at what they're doing, and and you know I mentioned it. A, a lot of people who want the rebuild and who want a very high uh, draft lottery pick for the Hawks probably not liking it. But you have to love the fact that these guys are playing that hard for Luke Richardson. And this is also a team that, you know, from, uh, you know, a, a few weeks before the trade deadline last year into the offseason, into this season, the talk was Patrick Kane and Taze are gone. This team's in complete rebuild. So these guys are really just kind of playing their hearts out. And you got to like it because, again, it's for Luke Richardson, first time head coach, you know, longtime uh, 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 NHL player. So you got to like it in the sense of that. Will they play themselves out of a top pick? I mean, maybe, but you got to, again, you got to love what these young guys are doing. And, you know, the additions of like Domi and um, uh, was it Soderblom, right? All these guys like just being added to the team in the offseason and through the trade deadline. Like it's, it's nice. It's actually nice to kind of see the Hawks doing really well right now. It, it is a nice little refresher. It's at least someone's using the United Center for. Uh, meaningful, <laughs> purposeful games, not taking a shot at the C-Red segment, but kind of am. Uh, 100%, 100%. Well, it's just you expected the flip-flop, and, and it was that case the last year, um, and I expected mm-hmm. it this year, and it has been the case. So I guess it's just me being a little bit more disappointed on what they've put on the, the hardwood. But, uh, no, I mean, unfortunately, the Hurricanes did just take the early lead in this one at the United Center, Jack Drury, with the early goal to lift the Hurricanes up one nothing, with about 10-15 left in the, the first period. So early, early start in that one. Um, but go, no, I go. mean, we'll see what happens. It should be uh, it should be an exciting stretch of hockey to at least um, watch um, in terms of what they have on the outlook for the next few games. They've got St. Louis in the building on Wednesday before traveling to Boston for a slate at 6 o'clock in, at the TD. Um, Garden in Boston versus the Bruins. And then on Sunday to end the week, the great 81, you saw him at Soldier Field on Sunday on the Instagrams, on the Bears accounts. Marion Hosa, the 81 is going up in the rafters on Sunday. Mm -hmm. Uh, We will have a little bit of – I will have a camera inside the building for that one, so we'll get some stuff on the the Star 6 account. Nice, um, nice. Should be a little bit of an emotional one for all those Haas lovers out there. He was getting Uh, emotional too, talking about it. Oh, it's, it's, there'll be some, uh, there'll be some wet eyes in the, in the crowd for sure. I mean, uh, <laughs> you know, 81 was a big, uh, big role of that team and, and the dynasty of course, and unfortunately, mm-hmm. uh, developed, you know, skin issues to, uh, reactions to his equipment and that kind of ended his, uh, ability to be able to play hockey. And, you know, it came to the point in his final season, he wasn't practicing. And I know you hear this about, yeah. uh, you know, guys like N- NBA vets and stuff like that, like, he literally did not practice at all. Like his last year, he just played in, in games. And then, uh, you know, he'd take a, take a few games off here and there. And uh, the guy fought for every, uh, every milestone. And that's why he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and, and why big 81 is going up in the rafters. I mean, how could you forget the sliding knee celebration versus Nashville? Eric, I hope you even remember that one. 
Um, <laughs> keep yes. make sure you're awake down there. Okay, uh, I got you. you it was a regular. Was, I'm hearing it. It was it was a regular season, so Eric was paying attention at that point. I think the regular season for him, meaning playoffs. It was. Uh, <laughs> you know, See, Rick, I, I, I knew I could count on you, buddy. <laughs> oh, my boy, Eric. <laughs> love the guy. Love the guy. Love the guy. Um, <laughs> But no, it's uh, it, it's exciting stuff from the Blackhawks so far. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you do uh, uh, want to see continued improvement, um, even though you kind of expect continued uh, failure. But we'll see what happens. Yeah. And, and given the fact that those important dates, once they are reach, uh, once they approach, we'll see what this team ends up doing. Kyle Davidson already not afraid to put his mark on on this team as he de- you know dealt in the off season, but. We'll see what happens there. Um, quick plug to Slapshot Podcast. Unfortunately, after some technical difficulties, we were a little late on getting that one released. So it came out, I believe, early Sunday morning versus Friday, like we talked about. We'll be on a Friday schedule from here on out, uh, but we will have the Western Conference preview this week um, and kind of the results of, of Saturday's picks as we've posted on the Instagram. I believe Alex, who was in the cellar, who lost the uh, three up, three down uh um, around the horn is is already jumped to yep. an early lead, Rick. So it's a little bit of a has he? Look at him. A, his, shift in the balance there. So we'll his, see if his luck's turning. Look at that. Exactly. We'll we'll see if Alex is able to pull this one out. But uh, no, definitely go uh, go tune in to, to Slot Shot on on Friday. Definitely. Another fun episode coming out. And and then of course just to plug our boy Eric down there because I said I love him so much. EAFP got the <laughs> World Cup starting this week. Should yes, be exciting sir. stuff Hell for yeah. for the soccer world, if not as his sign says. American football, nah, not anymore. It's the real football, is, is what he said. <laughs> soccer. Yeah, we'll um, see. Yeah, we'll see. Soccer. <laughs> soccer. Sorry, but look, I'm Mexican. Okay, I call football. it football. So football. I, I, you know, if football. I want to do the translation right, that's right. That's right. Football. I know. I just, I, I gotta rip into you. You know, I gotta. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I get it. And then, you know you what? It's one toes. of those healthy debates. Like, you know, the Americans, how like, like, or the American side over here likes to call it soccer, and you know, because they already have football, and then the rest <laughs> yep. of the world call it football. So you know. Just me being Mexican. That's all. I get it. I get it. I get it. You know, but yeah, like I said, exciting week on EAF, EAFP, uh, regular episode this week, and then Sunday. Uh, Love it. The World Cup coverage starts this weekend. Um, I don't know. Any other questions on Hawks talk? Otherwise, happy to send it over to Bears Breakdown. No, I, uh, I'm all good on the Hawks. They're down 1 0, like you said, early in the first. So hopefully they can kind of pick it up. And I don't know. Are you. I, I guess what are, what do you what do you want? Do you want to win? Do you want to lose? Do you want them to keep losing? Like I don't like me. I uh, want the team to keep winning. Like that's just me. Like I don't know about you though. I mean, I'll never be upset about a win. I, like I'll, I'll okay. be yeah. first to put my foot on that. Uh, but I I'm very realistic about what this roster looks like and what you know the roster constructed of the teams that are built to compete in this league look like. Um, yeah, it just true. does not resemble one and. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, maybe with the serious, you know, steps forward, it looks like, you know, Max Domi, a little bit of a revitalization since wearing uh, yeah. the Blackhawks uniform. He's been a fresh addition. Um, you know, your boy, uh, Anthony Siu, as you like to call him, uh, <laughs> by other words, uh, he is, he's been pretty impressive for this team as well. And, and you're seeing yeah. uh, uh, the depth of this lineup actually be crucial because they really do have mm-hmm. to kind of roll four lines and, and if they do go down to three it, it seems like they're relying on their top six uh to do a lot more than what a top six would would look like on a team like tampa or 
or Colorado or, or the others that are they're out there and, and contending in this NHL. Gotcha. Well, let I me, mean, like you said, I, I don't, I'll never, you know, be disappointed about a win, but it, it, it's rebuilding. I, I love that the young guys are playing for Luke Richardson and, and, you know, hopefully we'll keep it going. Johnny blasphemy <laughs> has joined the chat. What up, on, Johnny? what up, what up? Joined okay. at the right time. Johnny Sorry. parlay, as I like to call him, Johnny parlay. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> we've just talked. So we just did the Hawks talk. Now let's move into the bears breakdown. Ooh. Bears lose a heartbreaker against the Lions. And if you yeah. caught the live stream, you, you had me on it. You had a resident Star Six Media Lions fan, Alex, on it during during the game. What a heartbreaker that was. Um, just to kind of give you guys the overview of the game, you know, first quarter, 3-3 tie. Lions went up 10 and 7, 10 to 7 in the second quarter on a pass to one of the tight ends. And then Fields rushed for one yard for a touchdown after getting away from a sack. What we thought, what I thought was a sack during the game for sure. Going into the third quarter, Komet scored on a touchdown from Fields, and then again on a 50-yard touchdown pass from Fields. Bears go up 24-10. They're up by two score going into the fourth quarter, and then that's when the fourth quarter it was just a crumble. After that, it is just some questionable calls on defense. Swift really was did really well on this on this uh running touchdown uh that put them within seven then fields overthrew commit on a pick six to okuda i believe he brought it to the house and then fields made up for it 67 yard touchdown run beast. uh but uh, yeah oh yeah definitely a beast and and unfortunately Cairo santos you know missed the pat and that's kind of that's kind of what happened because then Jamal Williams scored a rushing touchdown. They went up 31-30 and the Bears couldn't get into field goal position with about two and some change left. Um, so disappointing win, really. Uh 31-30 loss. The Bears are now three and seven on the year. Um John, you just so what uh what uh what do you what do you what do you think? What do you think the issue issue was this time? Man, that that missed field goal came back and hit <laughs> us like uh like walking a guy in the ninth inning, man. It yeah. just it bit us in the ass. We shouldn't be putting up thirty points and losing. But I mean, th- this is the rebuild, man. This is this is what it's like, you know. We traded away everybody yeah. on d- defense, you know. Ba- <clears throat> literally traded everybody, but pretty much uh. Eddie Jackson and Jalen Johnson, and this is what happens, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is what it's gonna be like. I mean, respectfully, the the record for the Bears is ex- exactly where where the Bears are, you know. <laughs> that they are yeah. their record, to be honest. But to lose this way to the Lions at home, like the field just completely, you know, went off. Like you said, he he made up for his pick. It's yeah. it's definitely a heartbreak loss at the end. You know, it's it's one of those losses. Like if if you were drunk. At the game or watching the game, you, you you sobered up in that last in that last two minutes. You you were sober. I and and honestly, like this this was when you when they're going into the fourth quarter with with uh with a fourteen point lead, you would expect like oh they got this in the bag, they're gonna get it up. Like it's the Lions, and I hate losing the Lions, but one of the biggest things that happened right was Jack Sanborn, you know, un, un, unsigned rookie list this last offseason. Bears brought him up after getting rid of Roquan, got an interception, but it was called back. They got an interception in the red zone off golf, but it was Mm -hmm. called back because there was a hands to the face by Jalen Johnson, apparently. Soft ass. 
So. Yeah, and that's what happened. And 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 that's kind of what has been the theme for the Bears the last two weeks is like these calls from the refs are just killing us. And that's mm-hmm. what's you know, that's what's happening. So I don't know. It it just sucked, Eric. Uh what like you were definitely one in the live stream, like, yo, these calls are soft, soft league. You didn't like them. You're like, that that didn't even happen. Yeah, man, it, it it's frustrating to watch where like the, the inconsistency from from the yeah. refs. No, like, yeah, I get it. I'm me being the soccer guy here, right? That's the one thing I think every <laughs> fan likes to complain about is mm. you know the ref. That's the reason why they're team lost. Yada yada yada, so on and so forth. But in in all reality, the Bears actually shot themselves in the foot this time. Yes, you're gonna have some calls not go your way. It's part of the game. It happens, right? We can't we can't bitch and moan about that every single time. But for back to back week, guys, though, it's kind of like you're right. Jalen Johnson apparently he, uh, you know, Austin Powers the guy right in the in the neck and he just falls <laughs> down. You know, it, it's 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 one of those. Um, it, uh, what uh, what what else was a bad call that I'm trying to think of? The the Jared Goff one, dude still wasn't out of bounds and he tripped on himself. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. like yeah, he tripped on his own two feet going out of bounds. It's just yeah. like he just made a dramatic slide and almost hit the damn bench and everything like that, and the players got pissed. I think if it wasn't on the Lions side of the field, I think they would never call that one. Uh, but it it was what it is. It's just but the Bears though, man. Justin, man, like <laughs> you don't do that, Cairo, man. Like, yeah, you do, you do man. And I was yeah. telling you in the text. I'm not sure if I was telling. You, I don't know which group text it was, but I was saying something is off about Cairo's kicking point. And I meant, and I seen that literally from the get go. Like, you see how an NFL kicker kind of winds up, and they almost had the same similar stance, right? Yeah, but it felt like he was nursing an injury and he was fighting through an injury because his stance was kind of weird. I don't know if, if the wind was affecting him too much or. Or whatever the case may be, but his kicking form wasn't a regular kicker's form, if that makes any no. sense. Eric, I think to your point, I think he had two kicks. One went out of bounds. One didn't really go anywhere, I believe, and he had one that uh, nearly did go out of bounds. And it, they were saying on the post game, uh, yeah. to shout out Jose a little bit as I was listening <laughs> to it, is they were saying he was he just didn't look right. So yeah. um, I think you're spot on with that take. Yeah, it was it was just. It was just awkward. I mean, the whole entire game was just awkward the moment Justin, you know, threw that pick. Now, look, credit, you gotta get credit with the credits due, right? The defense only gave up 24 points. Yep. Offense scored mm-hmm. 30. In a normal, average NFL Sunday, <laughs> you win those games, guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the absolutely. Six, the pick six just, uh-huh. it, it did kill us. Justin did, you know, he even said it, you know, that, that changed the whole momentum of the game because the Lions just scored. Yeah, now you give them another one, an opportunity. Mm-hmm. It, it was, it was, it, it was a game. It's, it's one of those games where it, it depends how you feel. Either you feel like, all right, cool, the Bears lost, we need a better draft pick, no. or it's just, it's <laughs> one of those. It's like, man, you know what? Like, it's cool that my Bears are competing, but this is another game this season where the Bears are close and we can't pull off a W, and it's not, and and it's, 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 it could be damaging. To this team, it could not. It could be a learning lesson, but it just depends on how you feel. Like mm-hmm. this, this team, in order for them to grow, they need to win the tight ones. And again, they faltered at the end. And that, and that was one of the things that I was looking at too, because I was like, the 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 Lions of last year were similar to the Bears, right? Again, and they've been this the the same way this year too. 
they're in those games, they're close, but they're not winning. And that's exactly what I don't want to happen. It could take a huge effect where maybe if losing to the Dolphins, okay. But losing to the Lions yesterday, like, no. Like, there's no way they should have taken that L. Mm -hmm. Was it close? Was it his pick six? Sure, I get it. But you got to find the way in those last two, two and a half minutes to get into field goal position at minimum. You know, the line, the line literally, Jose, what's up? What's up? The line literally crumbled in in that two minute drill, and it was just it was just mayhem from there. Like you have to get those tight wins, like you said, because it can absolutely I believe it. It can be detrimental to the team going forward. And the next year, you know, when we expect at least like a maybe like a eight to ten win season, you know, with like the possibly upgraded weapons, Jack's <laughs> Jack's laughing. Uh, I had I had the Bears in the playoffs this year, by the way. Um, but if you know next year with the upgraded weapons, the draft, all this, and they still are doing the same things they're doing this year, it th- then you can look back at this year and be like, well, that's because they're losing games against the Lions. Facts. No, yeah, like a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. And I just again, like I, I don't I don't want to be. What, what week is this, guys? This is what week 10? ten. Week, week ten. Week ten. I don't want to be looking at week 10 and already looking at the draft class for next year. Like, that, that's one thing. Like, it's already getting kind of overplayed and tiresome, too. Yeah. It's like it's, like, it's week 10. We already know where the season's going. Now we got to look at the draft class. And to be honest, if you, I know a couple weeks ago, Jose was talking about trauma and this and that. If you really want to talk about really good trauma, this, the trauma is that the Bears kind of struggle in the first round. And no matter mm-hmm. what position it is, no matter where they're at in the order, they struggle in the first round to get a first round talent. Like, and do. that's the one. And that's the one thing. It's kind of like, okay, guys, like you're cheering for losses, but what have the Bears done within the last couple years outside of outside the random few? Like, look how far it has been from Justin Fields to hit in the first round to Roquan Smith. And before yeah. that, when was the last time the Bears hit before Roquan Smith? You know, it could be Kyle Long. It could be. Um, I don't know who else. I'm, I don't know who else I'm, ba- I'm missing on it. Kyle Long. What's wrong with Kevin White? Kyle Fuller. What was Kevin White. <laughs> Greg Olson. Really? There's, really there's, gaps, there's gaps really? between the first round draft picks and everything like. That. So for us to be like, okay, yeah. let's get a high draft pick. I'm like, if there's one thing that the Bears don't do right, is getting talent in the first round. Mm. I don't, I don't disagree with that. Um, I, I think uh, quickly I got to run here in a second. Uh, just to recap, nine penalties for 86 yards. It's always yeah. going to be a killer, um, and it, it sucks, but it's just kind of the reality of what it was. Um, the Sanborn pick, also brutal. Uh, but got to win, you know, single score touchdown games, and uh, I think that's kind of really what they're getting a firsthand lesson at um, here quickly because it seems like most of these games we're in, uh, it, it, they're close. And we saw that in Minnesota. We saw that here. Um, again, in Soldier Field, we saw that against Miami the, the Dolphins. You know, we, yep. we've seen that all time and time after again this season. So hopefully, they can start winning these games that they're they're in close. And uh, you know, you know what you're going to expect from the defense. I, I know 24 points uh, seemingly should get the job done for you, but uh, it still feels like it's just the D shit. But uh, <laughs> it's just kind of the reality of it. Boys, have a good episode. I appreciate you guys having me on. Uh, tune in for right, Jack, chats, but talk you soon, bro. All right, see you, Jack. Go Gunners. <laughs> Later, Jack. Peace. Uh, let's go to the uh, comments real quick.
comments. And uh, hey, John, John. thanks, dude. Hoodie. Not only it looks badass, it is comfortable. It looks good. It's comfy. Oh I'm gonna go so pick it up tomorrow. I gotta get me but, one. I, I, Wait, have, I think I have your store? size. Yeah. Bet, bet. <laughs> I I got you. We got Mario you USA one. Duff, man, who, who was at the game yesterday too, as well. He uh, was. Mario's he invited boys, for a bit. man. Uh, he didn't invite the JCA Star Six. He invited us, bro. Be your own boys. Selfish, bro. He's selfish. <laughs> he's he's swole. You know, he's swole just for himself, man. That's that's not fair. He doesn't want to share his swoleness, right? But he says chiming in a bit late. But even though we lost, the uh, uh, but the Bears are looking good. What more like what more like Justin Fields? And then his comment kind of screwed it over, even though it's already on the screen. Um, uh, more like Justin Fields looks great, except for the pick six. But that could all happen to any quarterback. Great rushing game, but overall we are getting better. And we're figuring out who who's working yep. well with Fields and who's not. It's entertaining, but a great learning lesson for like the third week in a row. Even though we lost it, it was lit <laughs> at Soldier Field. So our fan base is riding strong with the Bears. I mean, you kind of heard that too yesterday during the TV, depending yeah. how loud you had your TV. And uh, Jose, I don't know if you heard it over the airwaves. Um, but the Bears <clears> did sound pretty loud yesterday. Let's go Bears. You, like you hear the crowd into it. Like everybody's mm. really excited about this team. Maybe, maybe not, not now and for the future. He says, in Justin, we trust in. I love that. I love that. I love that. He said, back-to-back games with great plays by Komet. Welcome to the party, Komet. He must have read my comments (laughs) laughing my ass off. And trust me, it worked, too, because he gave me a solid Mm -hmm. 20-some-odd points in my fantasy league. The first time ever that I had more than four fantasy leagues, I am undefeated going 8-0 and this week. Damn. Jose, that's your boy right there, Komet. Komet, right there. That's all you. Cole Komet. Yeah, hell yeah. You already know. Notre Dame. Look, I'll tell you what. I was almost I was almost writing him off for this season. I, I, I was writing him off for this season. Yeah. I, I was, was like, you know what? Let's, let's pick up, let's pick up his credit. <laughs> let's pick up his successor over there in Notre Dame, Michael Mayer. I was I was getting to that point. I was like, you know what? Let's drop Komet. Pick up Michael Mayer, because Michael Mayer in Notre Dame right now is a dog. He is that offense. Uh, alongside yeah. Austin Estime. But Cole Komet finally did it. Man, he's 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 doing his thing. Um, that's the tight end we've always wanted. He, if he can continue and Justin Fields continue to, to, to find him, then he's going to be one of the like at least top four, top five tight ends in the league. Um yeah. my thing is we, we can't underestimate the presence of, of Claypool. I, I said it last week and I'm saying it again this week. He probably doesn't know the offense as much, which is which is probably why you don't see too many catches from him. But just even having him out there as a decoy, yeah, is helping this team out because you're open because it, it just it's it's opening up Darnell Moon, it's opening up Cole Command, and, and, and it's not a coincidence. Ever since Claypool was added to this offense, that those two guys are now finding scoring chances. So great pickup. Um, if we can if we can get another another good solid wide receiver in this upcoming draft, because I don't see I don't see too many of them in the free agency, then we're we're training in the right direction. Yeah. For sure. And- and you talk about, you know, Mooney and Komet, right? Komet, four receptions, 74 yards, two touchdowns. Mooney, four receptions, 57 yards. Uh, Claypool only played 19 snaps, which was a little weird because Iberflus was talking about getting him more involved in the, in this week. But again, mm-hmm. he's learning the system, like you said, right? One reception for eight yards, so kind of is what it is. But to your point, though, he's opening up Mooney and he's opening up Komet, who, by the way, Komet, five touchdowns in the last three weeks. He only had three touchdowns in his yep. entire career before that. Yep. So yep. that's impressive. He's becoming an, an an immediate red zone target for Justin. And, you know, 
you love it because he's a big bodied tight end. He, he, you know, is from Illinois. I think he's from Chicago or one of the suburbs went to Notre Dame. He's just one of those local guys that you really want to succeed. And when you, we got him in the first round, you know, or second round, wherever it is, we got him. You were like, yep, we got our tight end. But, and just kind of like Mario said, we're uh, this offense with Getty is now uh, pinpointing who's going to be, um, who's going to be productive with fields. Chase Claypool only a second game. So if there's anybody out there going Chase Claypool sucks or Chase Claypool isn't good for this <laughs> offense, give, give it the rest of the season into next year. Let's, you know, let's give it a bit, but these weapons for fields right now, like they're actually stepping it up. And I, I think to your point, the, the addition of Chase Claypool and just the way of the way that uh, Justin Fields is developing plays a huge part in it. Yep. Yeah, but also at the same time, like Jose said, you may use him as a decoy. That's fine. That's fine and dandy and all, but like, He's not six three, six four, two something for no reason. I mean, if you could yeah. just go a seam route, you know, down the line or just a goal route or something to mm-hmm. expand the field, hey, you, you just do it. It may be the same play over and over for him. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But like Jose says, if he's doing this to create that for everybody else, not only just uh, Mooney and, and Komet, but also, you know, you've seen Pettis yesterday with some decent catches too as well in certain situations. Uh you know, Pringle, I think he only had one catch, and 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 St. Brown had like probably like the rushing yards in one catch. But even if you have, you gave up not only a second round pick, but your second round pick, who right now at the moment is looking like the fifth or sixth pick in the in the second round for next year's draft. Use the guy. It's not yeah. that hard. He has the speed to go. Just but, see, that's the thing. That's the thing, Eric. I feel like I feel like he. I feel like they do have him out there not only as a decoy. Maybe maybe they are looking to, to for him to find himself open. But mm-hmm. I think he's shown in Pittsburgh. I think he. I think he's showing that he really isn't a number one wide receiver. I think we all knew that when he came in. He's he's just as good as Mooney is not, if not just a little bit better. So he's not going to get those opportunities, especially if he doesn't know the playbooks. If you if you if you just, if you just want him to, to run a seam route, and if he can't get open, he can't get open. That's just who he is. We don't have a number a clear cut number one wide receiver on this team. One that would be a number one wide receiver on any other team. We don't have that. Yeah. I, I don't think Claypool's right. that guy. I really don't think that. So you can't really you can't really ask that from him if if he has yet to show you that in his career. I really think Claypool can be that guy here, though. You know, personally, I think he's more talented than Mooney. Um, I mean, we have we gotta wait and see if the Bears go out and sign or trade for a big a big name wide receiver one. You know, like a legit wide receiver one. But yeah, uh, we we saw last game he was pretty effective. Had some bogus calls. I don't know, but he had some really, uh, really, uh, he was targeted a lot, you know, especially in crucial moments. This week he did kind of fall off, but we had, uh, we had Fields and Komet, you know, doing it all. But I just think it's, it's going to take some more time, but I definitely can see Claypool being that, that guy going forward the rest of the season, having that connection with Fields because he's very talented. Personally, I I put him above uh, Mooney and Komet. And definitely the other wide receivers on our team. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah. So I and, just think it's it's just about him, you know, getting used to to fields, getting their timing right, you know, getting the playbook together. But I, I have big expectations for Claypool going forward the rest of this season. And and to Eric's point too, this guy's six four, two hundred something pounds. Like he may not be the number one for the Bears, um, you know. But I think right now he has to play that way. He has to play as the number mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Mooney's the speedster. Mooney's the like 
uh, like I guess our version of Tyreek Hill, just nowhere near as fast or nowhere near as good. But like he's a speedster that you know, if you he's need a, to kind of hit him on the seam, you can get him. You know, he he's a baby cheetah. Yeah, yeah, he's a baby cheetah right now. <laughs> um, but let's talk about what Fields did in this game because you know he went twelve for twenty, hundred sixty-seven yards, two touchdowns. He had that pick six, which kind of. Makes it look bad, but he also had 13 carries, 147 yards, and two rushing touchdowns capped off by that 67-yard rush. He continues to prove that if you give him space – I mean, you don't even have to give him space. He can Mm -hmm. make plays with his legs, and he can go untouched. I mean, on that 67-yard run, he went untouched, and he absolutely torched that defense. Um, Fields is just – man, he's looking good. And in his press conference, um, I think he said something about just, you know, about that pick six talking about that's never going to happen again in my career. I love that. He's like saying this in front of the media, in front of the fans and everything, because when you look at that press conference after the commander's game, he's like, everybody's always saying we're almost there. We're almost there. I don't want to be almost there. I want to win games. And this is what he said, this press conference too. I want to win games. So it was really after that commander's Thursday night football game where this all kind of changed They, you know, the offense, the scoring, the, the execution, his running really kind of just evolved. And, mm-hmm. and I don't know, it's him, man. You know, we've been saying it, it is him. He is him. Justin Fields yeah. is him. Absolutely. Print it, no, put it on a t-shirt, Rick, put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to put it on a t-shirt. <laughs> no, nah, man, but to, you know, to bounce off of what you said, Rick, um, mm-hmm. like you said, Fields is doing it all. They're finally okay, catering to his strengths. You know, we, we've we been crying for this for years, you know. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to make a quarterback fit your system. I will say, though, um, it is a little concerning, you know, having um, him be run first because you saw that towards the end of the game where you just have Fields scrambling yeah. on forever, forever until he either gets sacked or throws an interception. And I think, you know, it speaks more to, like, our wide receivers not being able to get separation, but it's, uh, you know, we see it um, all the time. You know, do you want your quarterback taking that many hits, uh, especially mm-hmm. so young? But unfortunately, you know, in this league with quarterbacks, you know, known run first, which is what looks like Fields is going to be going forward, a run first quarterback, um, mm-hmm. they just take a lot of hits. But And it's, it's a little frustrating. I mean, yeah, it works out. There's times he's scrambling on forever. He dodges like six tackles and gets in the end zone. But then you you see where, you know, he's trying to dodge four guys and is running back, 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 and boom, yeah. sack. Yeah. You know, it's a uh, it's little little bit of a t- toss-up on what you're going to get when you see Justice Fields scrambling. But because of the athleticism, you know, he can pull it off. But it's still, again, this National Football League, he is a quarterback, so you would like to see – you like to see him not need to scramble so much to get, get freed, you know? And 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 man, it's it's great when he's laying lines out in the end zone. Like <laughs> one guy got hurt real. after that one yard rushing. Yeah, just oh, laid real. him yeah. out. But that that could have easily been Fields getting hurt. And then what's, yeah, what's the story exactly. today? Exactly. And that was one of the things that I remember hearing uh, uh, former Jets coach coach Eric Mangini talking about. You know, I think what he said was correct. Like Fields mm-hmm. is he's playing his game right now. Like you said, John. Right. I think over the next, the rest of the season, going into next year, he's gonna he's gonna um, develop that passing game, which will eventually not have him be like run first or having to run or having to lay guys mm-hmm. out. 
then his passing game is gonna 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 evolve. He's not he's not just gonna do 13 completions. He's gonna go in the mid to upper 20s for 300 yards, hopefully. Um, yeah. And then that way, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's broke. He broke the records That's on what his I feet. <laughs> exactly, right. dude. You're telling me. And he's not breaking records on his feet, but he's breaking records in the air now as a Bears quarterback. Yep. Yeah, that, I mean, that's the slowly but surely we need to make the transition um, real, uh, soon. I, I guess real, real yeah. soon because we don't want that situation. I mean, look what happened to Cam Newton. I mean, he was a dog, big guy, yeah. everything. And he, he was he laying out guys. He was Superman for a reason. Yep. You know, he, you was, know, he, yeah. he celebrated that. And I think that's the perfect comp of how Justin Fields has started. I mean, he, he may not be, be as big as Cam Newton. But he's almost there. He's almost there, uh, like Cam Newton's size. And, you know, after a while, it does take a toll on, on, on a running quarterback, especially, you know, it doesn't matter what size you are. You could be RG3 yep. soft or you could be Cam Newton big. <laughs> Everything in between, you still take the same amount of hits. And some are harder than the others. And you're right. We we want to see him develop, you know, whether if it's mm-hmm. a, quick, a quick pass, quick screen, or even airing it out. And uh, as we go back to the comments on Facebook, um, Meyer says Kelly Puck works great as a decoy, but the man is 6'4-ish. Most defensive players are probably 5'1 to 6. I mean 5'11 to 6 1. 5'1. Put that ball in the air. Because <laughs> 8 out of 10, Claypool will make that catch. Mm-hmm. This is, I think he can get it done. Bulls got Air Jordan. Bears got to rele- unleash uh, Air Claypool. Give him uh <laughs> give him and Justin a little bit more time to work on the offense together and watch them snap. snap. Uh he says, Don, don't forget Fields laid out that guy. Unfortunately, not what you want to see. It's anyone on any team. He got a concussion. I hope he has a speedy recovery. Um, he also said something else that threw me off on uh, speedy recovery, <laughs> but if he's not afraid to push and tackle and lay dudes out out of the play. Next thing you know, he says, but I like uh, like I said before, over and 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 over again. He built that offensive line for fields and has uh so he has plenty of time to dominate in the air. If uh and if not, they're they're already made room for him to running you can see and you can easily tell he's right you can easily tell that they have designed plays for him and i think the mm-hmm. first thing out of the first seven plays like four or five of them three or four of them were like already designed one plays for justin fields to do so yep. um and he he can uh he could go and 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 create uh like he said create that touchdown run he created it um that 60 what was 67 yards there was mm-hmm. other plays too outside on the flat he created those but you're right guys it uh we we just we just need to see Justin Fields the passer. You can tell he needs a lot of work. The interception was his fault. You know, he, instead of throwing it at the feet, what he should have done was um, what he should have done. It was just either throw uh, throw it at the feet instead of throwing it in the air, trying to find something for Cole Komet. Who was this guy that day? And I don't know, Jose. How you you having the insider man? Like how how demoralizing was it? Not only just for us as Bears fans, but also um, for everybody else around. Oh man, it was. You know what? The feel after the game was definitely disappointment. And it, look, this, this is this was nothing like last week when you're facing a really good Miami Miami Dolphins team, and nobody's really picking you to win, but you make it such a close game to where like, hey, you make a couple mistakes and you end up losing the game. But it's one of those it's one of those games where you you face a really good team and you lose. You're proud of because you know what? My team is good enough to compete with a team like the Miami Dolphins, who look like a legit playoff contending, maybe even championship contending team. Um, I mean, look, right? I'm just saying, but but the Bears went toe-to-toe with them. Then you go here against Alliance team, I feel we're a tad bit better than. You know what I mean? And it, you guys are basically the same. No defense, all offense. 
So it's like who's who's better? And you lose, but the way you lose is because of penalties. You don't lose because your offense didn't score enough points. No, you scored 30 points. But mm-hmm. it was it was the defense this time. It was the penalties that killed you throughout the game. And, and, it, and coming from a team that's one of the least penalized teams in the game, I think that was more disappointing than anything. We heard Ibuflu say it on the, on the post game on the radio. You know, he, he was going to look back on the tape to see which if, if there really was penalties going on, if maybe there was just a missed calls. But that was probably one of the main things he was going to look at because that is what did them in. Obviously, mm-hmm. the, field, the, the missed field goal from Santos was basically the – the point that losses the game, but you don't you don't get much games from Santos like that. He's he's pretty accurate. Yeah, you know. So it's like you you don't he's gonna have bad games and you expect that and you're okay with that. But the penalty the penalty just wasn't it, it doesn't fly. It, it can't fly, especially when you when you're you've been doing so well throughout the season. Nah, man. Yeah, I, look, I I get it. Right, Johnny. And, and and us being Johnny and us being too. the us being yeah, those man. guys. Us being those guys that we that we killed Cody Parkey for not doing his job, you know, they, yeah. we killed him for missing that field goal and double doinking out of us in the playoffs and stuff like that. <laughs> there, you can't you can't compare no uh, no you can't no, compare no. a playoff kicking a, a, a playoff a win in the I playoffs. I, I understand with a that, team but, that with a team that's ready to compete for a championship. You can't you can't you can't really compare that to a miss one missed field goal from a guy who's pretty consistent. In, in a regular season game, that means nothing to you <laughs> other than than what really? It's just a win. You're not going to do anything this season, right? But you, it's I think I think you're comparing apples to oranges there. No, because really you're only you're not yes. really on the field. All you have to do is one job. Let's kick the ball between <laughs> the damn yeah. post, man. That's on, that's man. all you have to do. I would like to see you do that, Eric. I, I could easily do that. No, you cannot. <laughs> put it on the JCA Olympics, John. If you're listening, John, here. I'm telling put you. Put it on the JCA Olympics. Who could kick a field goal? Let's out of go. all of you guys, I'm more athletic than putting you, Rick, Jack, John, and everybody else <laughs> more athletic than all you guys put oh, together. My. How do you fit that head into that screen? How? It's easy. How? It's easy. It's not that big. Uh, I literally know, got, I know my skill set, buddy. I know my skill set. Trust me when no I tell way. you, I could do it. No way. I could do it right now. I could. I. I could probably do forty, if that. Maybe. Maybe a little <laughs> less than that. But for sure, I could have done it. Before. I mean, I could do it. Man. I could do forty-five. For everybody in the comments, put the cap emoji in the comments. Put it. <laughs> cap emoji in the comments for Mr. Eric Avila. Nah, put it in the comments. Hey, no way. Trust me. Most of the people that are out here that know me, they know the truth. Trust me it's when happening. I tell you this, homie. Trust me what when I tell cap. you this. Straight we cap. Are, we are, we're going to have a kickoff contest between yes. everyone here at Star 6. Yes, we and got to. see if Eric can hit it from 40. Carbs, <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, yes, the penalty especially killed us. That crucial one that took away the interception by Sanborn. Yeah. That kid looks like a stud yeah, on Sunday. Yeah, and it, he was... What is he? Isn't he from here? He's from Crystal Lake, no, or something like that. Some, he's from something like that. Somewhere, he's somewhere, somewhere right from the Northwest for sure. That's homegrown. Homegrown. He had he had twelve tackles, nine of them solo, two sacks, and two tackles for loss. This kid is good, man. This, and this is one of the one of the guys that I was really high on uh, in the preseason because you know I mean you look at someone who's like from Illinois, from the Chicago area, and you really want them to be good, right? You, you, we were talking about Cole Komet. Um, that's one of the guys that I was really high on too. And I was like, and, and he's shown on those little, these last couple of weeks, obviously he's no Roquan, but you know, double digit tackles, two sacks, like he's, he's killing it right now. And yeah. I think, you know, Jose, you were talking about the defense earlier. This, this is another one of those games where we look towards the, 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 you know, the draft, the, 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 the off season where we're like, we need an edge rusher. 
bad. We need an edge rusher bad. You know, it's Justin, funny. It's funny you say that. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say Justin Jones was looking okay, but, I mean, we you know we need an edge rusher bad. It's funny you say that because we had – a pretty good line before this season started, but we got it. We, we took, we drove them all away. Cleo Mack, we traded away. Akeem Hicks, we just let him walk. Uh, we, we traded Robert Quinn, Roquan Smith. Can you imagine that team? Imagine that that defense on this team with, <laughs> with the offense finally clicking. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we might, we might just be playoff bound. The only thing about that is the only thing about that, I get why we needed to do it mm-hmm. because a lot of those guys are older, a lot of those guys are injury prone, a lot of those guys. Yeah. Are making too much money, so I get it. I understand it, and just just get quality players, and like as you mentioned in the defensive in the defensive line, this upcoming draft or free agency, whatever. But can you imagine if we still had those guys, and then the offense mm-hmm. being the way it is right now in these last couple of games? Oof. It'd be insane. It would be crazy. Hey, don't forget my don't insane. forget our boy Eddie Goldman too as well. He was also part of that stud defensive really team. Too, so he really left to Tampa, and he said, "Nah." I, yeah. Nah, this ain't this ain't for me anymore. I'm yeah, out. I, I made my said. millions. We're good. <laughs> right, right. Duffman says you can't compare Parky to any kicker. That Thank you, Duff. And he even took his talents to Tennessee, and he still and he still did it there too. He was the only consistent and <laughs> hitting the poles more than any. Thank you, Duff. One. You can't compare Parky to anybody. You can't. He's he's coming at me. He says, "Bro, oh, here we go. Where were you for all that? A bar did the kicking challenge. Right. I was hating on Parky for missing that double doink from a 31 yard kick." Uh, did you do it? No, because <laughs> nope. I don't remember anyone in Chicago doing it. Um, I, you're my boy, bro, but I need to see you do it, do it, and do it, LOL. Do it, do it, do it. We got to do it. We got to do it. We got we to gotta do it. I, I, I could tell you, we could go to Gately Stadium that's right here on 103rd and Stony, bro, and, or, and just do we, it. For hey, we got to do it quick before it starts snowing, all right? We got to do yeah. it quick. It's uh, what, what, what do we call this? We call this bear weather homie. I get it. I get it. I don't want to we I want no excuses, but I want no excuses. I don't want no <laughs> excuses. I, oh, I, it was raining. The wind was too long. The, the snow, no, I want no excuses. I want a good fair day to see what you really what you're really made of. I want no There's excuses. No excuses. I can do it anytime, any place, anywhere, bro. I ain't scared. You know, I may be over like 60 pounds overweight, but trust me when I tell you, even this 60 pound overweight guy can still take you on any sport anytime of the day. Let's go, the only thing oh, I've been consistent go. in telling you this, let's the go. only thing I've been consistent in telling you guys is. Is that in a sprint and a dead ass sprint? That's not me. And that's the <laughs> only thing I've been consistent telling you guys from day one since we started talking this crap that that is not me. But me being the way how I am right now, 60, 50 pounds overweight, <laughs> trust me when I tell you, you guys still can't reach my ankles and your athletic forms compared to what I have, bro. I can't wait. I can't wait to prove you wrong. I can't wait. I just, yeah, I, there's no proving me wrong, homie. Trust right, me we'll when I tell out. you. Carbs Go says we probably would have been a 500 team. Uh, mm-hmm. If we had, had that defense still with this offense, who got their me out of that together? <laughs> uh, he said, uh, even uh, he said, I don't even take a step and hold the laces out. There you go. There you go. <laughs> tough. Nah, man, you too slow for that, homie. Laces we, out. Like somebody, we, well, at least you know that the laces are going to be out. So I'll give you that one. Yeah, true. He says, let's go, Finko. <laughs> um, I, I 100% agree with Carbs, man. Uh, if we had even like, half the defense we had before nice you defense. know the off season last year like we we probably would be a 500 team 100 and this just goes to show like how important that cap space is going to be and how important these picks are going to be going into the the, the off season so i i 100 agree like i think i don't know like what do you what would you guys rank in terms of like what should we either spend on or draft first we're talking wide receivers offensive line 
and defense is there what do you guys think is like number one to go after either in the either with the money or with the picks so it's easy it's it's easier for you to find a pass rusher in the draft i think any any young, any any young pass rusher that's coming out of the draft i think that's what you get right away and that's who that's who you, that's what you get unless if it's mm-hmm. like a stud linebacker um you know cornerbacks they're it, they're iffy um, you hardly get those rookie cornerbacks that you know, you know, that show out. Obviously, what's the dude from um from New York from the Jets? What's his name? Oh, uh Thibodeau? No, 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 from the Jets, the cornerback. Sauce Gardner? There oh, you go. Oh, Sauce Gardner, yeah. Right. Like those those guys come in every once in a while into the yeah. league too as well. But I, definitely, definitely in the draft, if you're picking that high, you know, you either do two things. You either get the best offensive lineman available. Or the best defensive end and or defensive tackle and or best rushing linebacker in that draft. I think that's the main thing you got to do in the first round. After that, I mean, you build. I think you build the offensive line and wide receivers yeah. with the salary cap money. Um, I could agree with that. Yeah, that that I think that's easier for you to build, and then if you could find yourself. You know another linebacker in in there, or maybe even, you know, I can't even say another corner because we don't know what Kyle Gordon is. And so far, I mean, he's gonna have the mistakes. It's a rookie year; he's gonna yeah, do that. Yeah. So I mean, if you could find your <clears throat> offense and maybe a defensive lineman in there to help you with the defensive end that you're gonna get in the draft, it, it's easier to, and especially that your coach is a defensive minded coach, mm-hmm. it's easier to build that way. But for sure, in the in the with the salary cap, you need your wide receiver if there's one available. You need maybe another defensive lineman, whoever's there available to as well. Then after that, I mean, mm-hmm. it's up for grabs, right? True. Yeah. Jose, what yeah. I, what, do you, what are you thinking? What do you think they should focus on? I guess the first thing. Uh the offensive line's a given. You you can't have Justin Fields running. The way he's running, I, I don't think I don't think it's sustainable. You know what I mean? It's um, yeah. I would like I would like for him to be Lamar Jackson. Yes, I think I think he's as talented, but you know, for for him to be your only really instant offense isn't really ideal. You know, mm-hmm. for for a team, mm-hmm. I, I want to be I want to see him as a passer. I want to see what he can do as a passer. But with that, you need to be able to get. He needs. He needs to have time to throw. So you work on the offensive line. You. 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 I think you should focus on getting that number one wide receiver. We're not getting a free agency, like I said. But if you could do it via trade, maybe trade mm-hmm. some picks. Or if if there's one coming out of college that really stands out, you know, someone like um, the guy from uh, Cincinnati, well, Jamar Chase. Someone like Jamar Chase. You know, just oh, if, you, yeah. if you if you have a talent like that coming out, do it. Get it. Yeah, no, you, know, this, you, you this, need um, it. You need it. This, this upcoming draft, there's no wide receivers that have that are more, coming out to that type of level so far. I mean, there's a lot, but there's ever. not that mind-blowing wide receivers yeah. coming out of this. Give me a second. Trade. Let me do my producing job and find right, the, look, the draft. The, the, they make a trade. They make a trade. You know what I mean? You have mm-hmm. enough draft. You have a lot of draft picks this come, upcoming season where you don't really have to use all that. If you could trade a couple or a few of them to a team – with a wide receiver that's willing to leave, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean, why not? Why not? I don't. I don't see what the issue is there, right? Uh, but uh, I honestly, it's, it's the offensive line, it's the wide receiver, and then obviously sprinkle in some defensive players, ones that are going to help you um, 
at least get you know for this team to get better. But remember, we do have some rookies guys on this team that are, that are only yeah. learning. You know, let yeah. let's, let's let them develop as well and see what they can do. Um, but yeah, that's I I I, I want to focus on offense first, Rick, because I feel like that's what that's the one thing we neglect year in and year out. And I and I agree because the first thing that I was going to say was. 100% focus on the offensive line because if we do want Justin Fields to not take hits, to not have to, you know, break rushing records as a quarterback, we need to get him that pocket protection. And then once we're able to protect him as a passer and he elevates his game as a passer, we already have Chase Claypool under contract for another season. We already have yeah. Mooney. Cole Komet is becoming the tight end that we wanted. You can always uh, uh, get Herbert, you know, on an on a end around, you know, dump it off to him. But I think the offensive line needs to be the priority because, if again, if we want Justin Fields to play this game uh, as a Bears quarterback for the next 10 years as our franchise quarterback, we need to protect him and we need to make yeah. sure that he is not taking these hits. He's laying guys out for sure, but he can't be laying guys out, even he though could've... it's fun to see. It could have easily oh, went the opposite way. The way he hit that the one exactly. defensive player, he, he could have easily knocked himself out. You know exactly. what I mean? Or broke, or broke a collarbone. Exactly. I mean, he, he's lucky. He's a big, strong guy. But it, but imagine if the guy was just a little bit bigger, mm -hmm. it could have it could have went worse. It could have been worse. Eric, Eric's got the answers. Yeah, I got I got that one. I don't know if I went to this one, but let's go with Duff first before I go to mine. Duff says focus on the wide receivers first, then the O line, then another running back, then defense. All in that order with the draft and with the cap money we have. He also goes on saying. Uh, he can easily be and or be better than Lamar Jackson. Ooh. Uh, but the only reason why Lamar is better than Fields is only because he has a line that protects him. Yep. He has time to look up, pass, yep. and great. Uh, and if it's not there, he runs and is successful because the, of the protection of the openings they give him. Yep. We do that and watch Fields be at or even better at <clears throat> that level. Can you I don't imagine? know how much this is true, guys, but I found like, you know, the NFL mock draft real quick. And apparently the Bears are picking third. I don't know how true that is. I feel like there's like two more worst teams. In it, the it, NFL. it might, it, it might, it might be true because a lot of the same teams have the same record. But right before Eric, yeah, uh, you imagine, um, a Justin Fields, Cole Komet tandem like Lamar Jackson and Mark Andrews has over there. Mark in Andrews, Ooh. yeah. Oh Ooh. man, that, that would be that deadly. Would be, that would be great. Um, so right now the Bears are picking third, and what they have there on third is probably the best offensive lineman in college. And Osunwaya Fonshu from Penn State. A dude Ooh. is 6'6", 308, um, but he is slim enough to build, and his athleticism speaks for himself. That's what they got going on him right now. Uh, the best pass rushing defensive player is obviously Will Anderson from Alabama, the linebacker mm -hmm. um, that's going to head on to Pittsburgh unless Pittsburgh does something different and um, go, go another route for sure. Um, but that's what they got uh, going on for the Bears right now as an offensive lineman. Because basically they got the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks, and then the two defensive linemen from Georgia, uh, Jalen Carter and Will Henderson going two and five. So, again, I guess I, 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 and say, Mario I guess, says I think the Bears are – they had the fifth pick so far. That, that's why you kind of feel like they're between that five. three and five threshold. Top five would, would not be a bad pick at all. And – the only thing I would have to disagree on with Mario is another running back. I think Herbert is 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 a good number one. You know, if we get rid of Monty, which I would hate if they got rid of Monty, but I mean, you don't pay running backs nowadays in the NFL. Um, and then you have Ebner too, kind of you know, sitting in the sitting on the bench, waiting waiting for his opportunity. He he's gonna get it soon, I think. You know, if not later this season in the preseason, because he looked pretty good in the preseason. Uh, 
So I don't know if I would necessarily draft another running back because of the glaring holes on the wide receiving end, the offensive line end, the the, the defense, right? So I don't know. I, I think that's the only thing I would disagree. But if the Bears have a type, top five pick, I think they definitely take that offensive lineman. Like I said, guys, if there's a, a a decent pass rusher, it's easier to find that in the draft. And the offensive linemen are hit and miss. There's not a lot of Eric Fishers in the world who came on and made an impact uh, when he was with the Colts. So that's the one thing about the linemen. Because, hey, the Bears have a, have a track record of not picking good line, linemen in the draft. I mean, Kyle Long was a good one. But I remember Gabe Karimi. And remember, the Bears don't yeah. do well picking in the first, in the first round at all. And so uh, we, we have to wait and see. Josh says, hey, guys. What up, Joshy Poo? He's Josh, not here what's up? Saying hi. So, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we'll see. We'll see how they. We'll see how they prioritize. But I, I, I think if we want Justin to be him and to be him for the next decade plus, definitely get some protection around him. Um, and that's kind of all I got on the Bears. You guys got anything else on the Bears? No, 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 no. Let's uh, just just let's just hope. Like I said, the offense can continue to do what it's doing next uh, mm-hmm. next game. And the deep, and just no more penalties, man. Come on, get that out of your control. We should be good. We'll be all right. Football all right. season is officially over for me, guys. I'll see you next year. <laughs> Eric, boo, boo, Eric, boo. Sounds like Eric. Hey, man, look. I know this is off topic. Not, real not quick, a real but team. Not a real wait, fan. I have never had a World Cup in November or December, so this is weird for That's me, true. okay? My that Sundays are going to be packed starting at 5 a.m. to watch the very first <laughs> kick of the World Cup. Leading into the afternoon games, leading into NFL games, which I'm gonna have the soccer games on the big screen TV with the volume up and the Bears muted. So it's kind of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's one of those it's one of those situations where it's a rarity for me because I normally compete with with English football or or Spanish yeah. football or you know like just league <laughs> league football. I don't get the World Cup. I get it in the summertime, so this is yeah. awkward for me. Okay, this is yeah. weird. This but is weird. You only get it for you only get it once every four years, so it's kind of like. You know, like I have to embrace it because I have to love it because it's the best tournament in the whole entire world. Do you think actually, you know, because this does tie in a, to, to the NFL. Do you think the, the ratings, the viewership will go down a little bit because of it being in the middle of the NFL season? Because I think it will. So in the United States on Sunday, probably. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, just, it, it, it depends, though, because I mean, the one the one thing for sure is that the United States men's national team play Monday, Friday, and Tuesday, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's already going to be a given, right? Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, if you're like myself, and that's a Mexican fan, or a Mexican themselves, and watch the Selección Mexicana, they're playing mm-hmm. Wednesday, Wednesday, Saturday, and I believe Wednesday again um, for their final matchup. It's, it's the playoff round, but the playoff rounds don't kind of really interfere mm-hmm. with uh, – with NFL Sunday, because the games start at nine o'clock and then the last game is at eleven. So that one hour threshold, you're probably going to oh, be competing okay. with or twelve, I believe. But you're going to be competing with the NFL for like a half or two. Um, yeah. And that's the only difference. It's just it's that Sunday game, and I believe the Sunday matchup for the World Cup is only one for this week, and that's at nine a.m. So basically, they're going to get all the viewership from across the world between mm-hmm. Qatar and Ecuador. So, but it's the following week after where it's kind of be like, okay, we're going to compete and see where we're at. Gotcha. Okay. I thought it was going to be a little bit more kind of intertwined there, but all right. Well, that was bears breakdown. 
Let's Ooh, move real quick, into real quick, real quick. Sorry, yep, Rick. My bad. Let me get to these comments real quick. Yo, yeah, uh, yeah, he said, sure, Josh sure. says, man, yesterday's game was not, was not as bad. I really like how we played. Yeah, a lot of penalties yesterday's game, but that kick from Santos, though, dope. He got that Mario. Duffman doesn't yeah. agree. He says, go kick a football, damn it. I am the real one. I'll bring it here right now. Let me go bring my real football right now. <laughs> He's going to bring a football. He's going to kick it on camera right now. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Uh, I, I hope he would. I hope he fell. I, I was, oh, I would have laughed if he would have fell. <laughs> Jose, Jose wishing for violence on Eric right now. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Bears breakdown. We're going to wait for Eric to get his football or his football. Sorry. Oh, there you go. He's got two of them. He's got a pair in his hands right now. Commanders are up on the Eagles. Yeah, Woo. they are. 17-14. That's insane. Up, upset city. Eric, you brought two, huh? Yeah. So this one, I got the qualifier ball for the, for nice. the United States Men's National Team, the Nike one. Official as hell. That cost me like 120 <laughs> this one is actually the the ball for the final of the World Cup. I got this oh, wow. for like 150 bucks. Um, Those are yeah, cool, though. It's the official one for sure. And then, whew, I'm out of breath. I went running for that one. <laughs> um, we got the <laughs> final for the oh, yeah. World Cup. But, but you can kick a foot goal. We a field goal, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, hey, all I'm doing is three steps and kicking, bro. On, I'm man. a goalie. <laughs> By the way, don't forget, I'm a goalie. So it's a big difference. I had the That's advantage right. on that one, too. Yeah, so, there you go. You know, maybe. It's a different ball, but I got the Mario. Go- Mario goes not that one, a football, not football, <laughs> <laughs> big skin, baby. <laughs> Call him Mario. No, this is the real um, one right here, buddy. This all right, the real well, one right here. Let's move on to what I have on top of my head. Let's move on to the C red segment. Jose, the Bulls, man, they yes. look. Hold on, hold on. Rough. They do. They are looking rough. Jose's getting his hat on. We're matching now. I let's love go. it. Let's go. It's, so Bulls have lost four or five, six and eight on the young season. Uh, just the last three games over the last week, they took a win at home against Toronto, 111-97. Levine scored 30. Um, Vooch had another double-double. Uh, and in, then they went on to lose against the Pelicans, 115-111. Levine scored 23 in that game. DeMar had 33. Vooch, and, uh, 18.7 rebounds. And then... They lose bad, bad against the Nuggets, 126 to 103. And that was with three days rest, right? So they got torched by Michael Porter Jr. as he scored 31. Levine led all scores with 21 points. Uh, DeMar had 16. P. Will had 15. What is it like? W- w- is this expected, Jose? I mean, I don't know, man. Like, they're looking bad nah, early. No, nah, nah. this team, this team is is not looking good at all. This is not mm-hmm. what I don't, I don't think this is. I don't think this was expected, at least not from me. I, I well, my voice cracked a little bit, but I, I don't. <laughs> it's oh man, the, the defense. Did you have no defense right now? They're just allowing None. whatever team that comes in and plays them to do whatever they want. You um I, last night. And you know what? Last night they were healthy, completely healthy, other Very. than Lonzo Ball. Other yeah. than Lonzo Ball, they had everybody who's available, who's healthy to play. They were playing. They were in that game. And for them to for them to get blown out by Denver, credit to Denver. Denver looks really good right now. But when you have guys like Levine, Vucevic, DeRozan, and I don't, DeRozan didn't hit double figures last night. Mm-hmm. Um, DeRozan only has 16 points. Levine had like 21, 24 points. But come on. Like there has to be somebody other than DeRozan who's doing mm-hmm. anything. You know, when they double DeRozan, what are they doing? 
Exactly. Uh, that, that, and that's what's been the Achilles heel. As soon as the, as the teams know, let's just limit DeRozan from doing anything and, and try to see what these other guys can do. And when that happens, you start to see what these other guys can do. And that's absolutely nothing. And it, it, it really is a scary issue, man. Yeah. Because the defense, you know, you mentioned the defense at first. It seems like almost every single game, they're letting up anywhere between 55 to 60 points before the half. Yeah. And that is that is insane. That wasn't happening last season. They were scoring a lot of points in the second half of the games. Don't get me wrong, right? Like in crunch time, timeouts, all that stuff matters. But if in the first half, when you're letting up 60, you're you're 100% going to lose those games, like nine out of 10 times. I think the only one they won was against uh, the, the Raptors at home um, when they let up uh, about 60 points in the, in the first half. But, and, and you mentioned doubling up DeMar, dude, it seems like that seems to be the answer against the bulls and the, the Raptors did it. The Pelicans did it. Uh, the nuggets did it. It's just effective. And Levine yeah. coming off his rest, you know, load management, all that other stuff. It, it, it seems like him for a week, two weeks until he completely rests up because outside of DeMar, maybe Vooch is the best scoring option. Vooch, and if you look at the bench, and you have Dragic. Dragic has been a really good pickup. He has. He's been, he's been consistent coming off the bench. Even Andre Drummond has been pretty mm-hmm. good. When he went healthy, when he's playing, both those guys have proven to be good pickups, but they can't do they, – they, they can't – to me, they can't overproduce or they can't produce a lot more than your starters. Yeah. Drummond with, what, 12 rebounds yesterday, and Vooch only yeah. had like four. Like, what's going on? <laughs> like, Vooch, step up, man. Like, <laughs> how are you getting out rebound by Drummond? Like, come on. Well, that, that just can't happen. Yeah, like how are you getting out rebounded by you know Drummond? Drummond is is a vet, but I'm but again he's on the bench. Like it's it's just insane. And just kind of looking at some of this stuff, you know, even against their their uh the, their win in, in Toronto, we talked about Demar getting doubled up. That's limiting his scoring opportunities. And again, yeah. who's the next scoring guy after that? It, it really depends if Zach is playing or not. Um, their loss against the Pelicans. They actually led in that game, 97-93 with about five yeah, and a half did. minutes left. Ingram scored seven straight points. He put up a three, put them up 109-107. And yeah, DeMar, DeMar tied it with a dunk, but then he turned it over, and that was pretty much what sealed it, right? And then the Nuggets. I mean, the Nuggets are one of the best shooting teams in the NBA right now, 60% field goal and almost 50% from three yep. league leaders. And with three days rest, that's kind of what you come up with as a Bulls team. It's rough. You know what? I was talking to somebody about this earlier at, at work, and they brought up Billy Donovan. Can it really be coaching? Is it? Can, can it really be like you know? And they brought up Lauren Marketing and how he's flourishing over there. Yeah. Like, if you look at Billy Donovan and the way that he's coaching, you don't really see a lot of play calls. You don't really see a lot of schematic mm-hmm. plays that you would see in other teams. It, it's it's a lot up and down, running up, you know, fast paced mm-hmm. offense. And that's not that's not working with the Bulls right now because they I don't feel like they have they need they need someone like Lonzo Ball the point guard to be able to do something like that they really don't have the yeah. personnel to do it. Um, but I don't know I'm just throwing it out there like can it really be yeah. Billy Donovan and the way he's coaching like is it is it is it, is it a coaching issue What do you think it is Eric? Yes, it's, I think it's a little bit of both, right? Um, it's a, it's a team where complacency was the key factor last year in not you know. And and not upgrading this team other than just adding a few two or three players. Uh, also, at the same time, it's also Billy Donovan. I feel 
I feel we're, we're seeing the Billy Donovan of the last couple seasons at Oklahoma. You, you know what I mean? It's like, it's like, it's very stale. And, and I feel like it runs well with a point guard that knows what he's doing. And, and that's yeah. one of the key factors, too, as well. Because let's get it. Billy Donovan was never known for his defensive. Even when he was in Florida, although he had, you know, Joakim Noah and Al Hortford on that defensive side. I mean, when you have having that, obviously you're, you just have two giants right. on your team. But also at the same time, um, you've seen that, you know, after a while this offense gets stale and and it just it just again nothing nothing proves. I don't think the Bulls have the talent capacity to compete with any of the other teams simply because they're very limited. They're very, very limited very. In, 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 in the offensive uh, offensive standpoint. And when you're very limited on offense and you can't play defense, that's a recipe for trouble, and that's a recipe for not even being considered one of the top teams. Guys, first things first, it's good to see Michael Porter Jr. coming back healthy, right? After so many yeah. back surgeries. You know, this guy, because <laughs> this guy's a baller. And this is what we're waiting for for the Denver Nuggets and what the next step they're going to do. And when you have the MVP and Jokic on your team, man, that team looks really, really good. And it's going to be really, really so tough good. in the West. But coming back with the Bulls, man, it's just, it's just, it's very stagnant. It's very stale. It's very... Like there's no there's there's nothing different, and you're you're probably right. It's it's a it's a combination of both. It's a combination of players and coach. Um, real quick, uh, I know Duff is right here, and thank you, Duff, for being here on the show. Just hit him, Josh, and everybody else. Carbs, thank you, for, you for watching and commenting on the on the show too as well. He goes and it's a long one too. Wow, wow. Okay, all right. He says Bulls need to step it up in defense because it's showing that you can't close out in the final quarter, but even in the first half, not is not looking better at all. Levine needs, Levine needs to step it up because DeMar is getting blocked. I think the Bulls need to make some changes in their lineups, shake up the starters and the bench to see what works because the Bulls need another score, a consistent score, and the Bulls need a better screen setup because they are mostly running fast pace versus them and setting up and, and – he stops right there. Con to be continued. Oh, here we go. Oh, there he goes. There he goes. goes. And maybe even start thinking of a trade. <laughs> I know <laughs> I'm his – all-time fan, but Rose would be great on the bench even as a starter in Chicago. <laughs> he's not being utilized in New York. Little playing time, and he's putting up good. I don't. Points. I don't know. If, I don't know if Rose would 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 uh, do well in this offensive scheme as, yeah. as uh, Eric and I were talking about. You remember, he 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 coached that Florida team that Eric talked about with Noah and Horford. That was a way different type of basketball play that you were seeing at that time. Now everything's a lot faster and everything's three-point shooting. You don't see hold the ball, let's run some plays, let's do some offense. Mm -hmm. You don't see that, any, that type of basketball anymore. A lot of it now is just run up. You still have like 22 seconds on the clock and then just jacking up threes like it's nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, and I get why Billy Donovan wants to do it because that's, that's the style of basketball that's going. It's trending in the league right now, but it's not working with this team. The personnel's not it. You know, and you, no. you, you, you either got to get Guys who, who can do that, who are better three point shooters, and maybe maybe you'll you'll start to see it flourish. But other than that, I don't I don't know what else to do. And and Mario, you know, you mentioned the fast pace versus them actually setting up plays. This is like one of the reasons I think Dalen Terry was picked up in the draft by the Bulls because Dalen Terry is the guy who who really brings that energy on those high yeah. tempo, like fast paced, fast break type of plays for a basketball team. Obviously, he's a rookie, right? And we gave the starting job to Io. Io is kind of He's been good some games. He hasn't been there some games. Like he plays mad minutes, but somehow in the plus minus, he's always in the minus. Um, but Dale and Terry, I think, give him give him this season, plug him in, play him whenever you can to get that fast break, fast style of play. 
I think you'll flourish in that. And, you know, we, we talked about Lonzo too. It, it, it sucks because he's just, he's been injured for almost a season now and he would do really well uh, uh, on the faster side of stuff. And I think Billy, that's kind of what Billy's doing, man. Cause you had Kobe white miss a seventh straight game. You don't have Lonzo. You, you, you're giving it to IO. Like he wants to continue to, to play that game because he's like, Oh, well it was good last year, but you know, last year when Lonzo and Vooch and Levine and DeMar were on the floor for what, seven, eight, 10 games, something like that. Like it's not going to work here. It's got to be more of like what Mario was saying. You got to set up these plays. You got to get up. You got to get up to to your side of the floor, reset, and then try to score from there. Yep. He said, uh, Mario also goes insane. He likes the fast place, fast paced play too. But our guys are getting gas hard lately. Hopefully, yeah. they can get and into it too as well. You, you know, you know what else though? Doing that with what Rick just said is, is start stopping at once you get to your side of the court, resetting and start setting up plays. That'll help the double team on DeRozan because then you guys have you guys then you at least have your guys in place. And when he does mm-hmm. get double teamed, yeah. they're already there waiting. Just throw mm-hmm. it to them or throw it up, get for them to get it, and then they're able to shoot. But when you're mm-hmm. doing that in a fast paced offense, you're just running. Then he's getting. Then he's getting double teamed. Then he's really just throwing it to whoever is closest to him. And you know what I mean? And, and, and that's not going to work. So as soon as you're able to reset and you have everybody in place, so when he does get double teamed, that may free up some guys or at least help them with their, so- their shot selection. Yeah, but even even Definitely. even then, so where is the consistency still scoring going to come? Because even if with this fast-paced offense, you're going to see – uh, you've seen these shots been taken, and some and some of them. Let's be honest, guys. Some of them are really bad shots. <laughs> that's pretty, yeah. dude, they've been some really bad shots. So if you're really <laughs> gonna set a play for a good shot and stuff like that, but even even setting up plays, you still have to be consistent in making those shots, either from the mid range or from three point. But the Bulls don't have that yes, that consistent well, score, or they don't have that consistent you, shooter. Yes, they they do. It's that two hundred million dollar play that you're always calling out. It's Levine. He has to be. He's their best. The thing is, he has to be their best shooter. He has to be in place for where wherever his sweet spot is, and be able to make those threes because that's what they're lacking right now. They, they need a guy who's consistently making threes. If you could throw it to Io, who could, who could dish it out to Vuce and then Levine or whatever, whatever the play cost is, right? Get mm-hmm. it to your best shooter. Levine shoots threes. Vucevic shoots threes consistently. One of those yeah, two guys has to be. In, mm-hmm. like, he shoots it though, Eric. Mm-hmm. One of those guys he shoots it, but one of, he, 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 shoots it, he makes <laughs> he's not it. That consistent when, with it but. He's consistent when he's on it. Okay, and that's and that's what that reset is supposed to be for. Damn. You get guys in their spots, in their place where, where analytics will tell you, more likely than not, they will make it from that wherever they are, from that spot, and that's what you got to do. Yeah, and those but, are your two guys. It has to be your two guys. Yeah, but also you got to remember that. I mean, obviously in the NBA, you got to create your own shot, but you can still tell that Zach is a slasher, and we see, we're starting sure. to see less and less of that. I think if you if you start going because what which one which was the game that the Bulls only went to the line like eight times, and the other team went like almost like 17, 18, 19 times. I think it was the Raptors game, wasn't it? Yeah, you know, where the where, like that's that's enough. So. Those are free points, guys. Too as well. Yes, you may if you're not shooting it, go to the lane, and that's. Also, Zach's strength is going to the well, lane. He, wasn't, he didn't play away that from that too. He didn't play that game. He didn't play. That's why you didn't see that many free throws. Zach he, Levine played the game after. That, okay, cool. Because yeah. all right, I, I wasn't wasn't two hundred percent. Levine, sure. Levine didn't play that game, but, but but also remember the injury that he's coming off of. That type of injury, you can't really 
slash as much as you want to. Look at Derrick Rose and what happened to him after mm-hmm. all those ACL mm-hmm. tears and all that yeah. the, the load management that he was doing with his knees. You didn't see the same Derrick Rose that just slashing going into the paint whenever the hell he wanted. I think Levine is is, is, is taking a step back. And, I mean, lucky for us, right? Such What a good timing now that he got paid. He's taking a step <laughs> back a little bit. But, I mean, you can't blame him unless he's going to go full throttle in the playoffs or in the end of the season. I get it. But if, if we don't see it then, then, then we have an issue. I feel like that always happens to, like, Chicago teams. We pay a guy, and then he sucks the next year. And it's like, well, what the hell, right? And I, I think, too, you know, a majority – of these free throws have to come also from the point guard position, man. Ayo needs to step it up. Ayo needs to get in there too. Cause he's a fast guy. You know, he, he's not someone you kick it out to, you know, on the corner three and friend would do and, and for him to take that shot. He's not that guy. That's Zach, right? Zach is, is throws a lot, shoots a lot of threes. And I kind of love seeing that from Zach because we paid him that, that, you know, we paid him that much money, but Ayo needs to step it up in the point guard position. He needs to be the one that's slashing in there too, not just Zach, you know, not just DeMar from, from the mid-range. Um, and you're right, coming back from an injury like Zach did, he's not going to be able to slash, man. Like you have to kick it out to him again uh, on the arc, have him shoot up. But I did want to ask with Patrick Williams, Patrick Williams has been taking a lot more shots too. You know, I think he's 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 hit 10 and 15 points two of the last three games. Are we starting to see that development, or is it kind of like is it stalling a bit with 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 P Will? Like, what what are your thoughts on that, Jose? Oh man, I don't know with P Will. Don't get me started on Patrick Williams. I'm, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm not as big as Patrick Williams as everybody else is, and I don't know why. It's just something about the guy that's kind of. Like, I, I I think. I dare I say he's overrated. Um, at no. least he's been showing. He's been no. showing it a little bit. I don't know. Look, I, I hope I'm wrong, Eric. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, Eric. And, and it, no, no, don't, don't give me that. Don't give me, I'm no. always wrong. You can't. You, no, you, you can't. Okay, you no, can't no, not compare. Not you cannot. There. You cannot say he's overrated <laughs> when he still hasn't played a full season of games under That's his a, belt. That is just an excuse. If if you got it, you got it. I want to <laughs> get it. I have yet to see. My God, I have yet to see it with this man. He's, this he's is 20, he is bro. healthy. He is playing. Show me something. I don't. Playing. I don't yeah. see it again. What? What? What was I saying? Like the numbers that literally <laughs> Rick just says between fifteen points. That's the kind of the number range that Pat Come Will on, needs man. to be for the Chicago Bulls. And lately, oh. yes, he's been looking like he's been stepping up his game simply because he's finally getting that consistent playing time that he's missed out in the last That's two true. years. This kid is still young. This kid still can't buy beer legally, oh. man. Like, you, man. You have to relax. There right. are some players. Yes, I get it. I there hope I'm wrong. Players, there are some players that come out of this league. And 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 boom, right off the bat, right? I, I, and that's and that happens, and that's great, great, great scouting, great talent, stuff like that. But at the same time, you gotta understand, like it just depends on what situation you are put in in your NBA team. Pat Will didn't start off right away for the Chicago Bulls in his first year, then he got hurt. His second year, he became that starter, then he got mm-hmm. hurt. This year, he's finally healthy, it looks like, but he's also getting back, he's getting rhythm and finally catching up to the speed of the NBA game that he has not had in the last two oh, seasons. Look. Again, it's the same conversation that we hey. had, that I had, that we had when we were working together at the school with Chuck. Kobe White. Kobe White's another perfect example. I, now, yeah. now that's, that's a different story. That was a different yeah. story. The kid, the kid is young. But yeah. Patrick Williams, Patrick Williams, I think the only reason why we we, 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 we put this, this little blame on him or we're spotlighting him because he was picked, what, fourth in the NBA draft? Mm-hmm. So you expect a lot more. 
granted, yes. That matters. I, I agree with that. I that agree matters. with that statement. Anything from that's one to five in the NBA. That's the same thing as saying Zach Levine's being paid twenty million dollars. He has to produce. If you're if you're ranked that high, if you're drafted that high in the draft, you got to produce. I'm sorry. It's just, it's just, it's just. It, I, I agree with that one. But again, with Patrick Williams, it's, it's kind of you kind of need to settle down because one, he's still young. Where this is, and if we're starting to rush him like this, this is going to be a lottery market in two where he yeah. might succeed somewhere else because the expectation. That we want to put on him is very very high when in reality dude barely has a whole season under his belt within the last two years because the thing of is the defenses the, the deficiencies that this team has should be his strength defensively the hard nose rebounding i don't see it from this guy and that and that's what yeah, this guy has to show up and that's that's the one thing he could play with hard and effort but the defensive side of the ball is kind of like uh, yeah, and rough. that's what bothers me. I think that's just what, I think that's just what bothers me the most. That's what, that's why I'm so down on him a little bit. Is because that's supposed to be your strength. That's supposed to be that's supposed to be the thing we brought you in for to help us out with. And you're not showing. You're, you're as good as Vooch or you're as bad as Vooch. Regardless, you're seeing mm -hmm. it with him. He's starting with him on the floor with Vucevic. It's not working out. And no, I've already said it. Vucevic not. is not that type of center. He is supposed to be your stretch four, someone who you could pick pick and pop uh, like a Dirk Nowinski type. But we look at that Dallas Mavericks scene with Dirk Nowitzki. He has someone like Tyson Chandler. That's supposed to be Patrick Williams. He will. Yeah. And that's I don't a great comparison. That's why. That is supposed to be the combination. That's supposed to be the combination, Eric. And we don't see it, and that's Dirk, what's bothering me. No, Dirk is a whole different animal, man. That one, that one's not, that's uh, a very unfair. I'm not saying Vucevic is as good as Dirk, right? But he is an all star. He is. He has a he, pre. He has a, you know, when he's on, when when it's his team, they run the office through him. He's yes. an all star, right? Yeah. All I'm saying is that you with with those two guys, you're supposed to have at least that type of tandem or chemistry, like mm -hmm. like like Dirk and Chandler had when in Dallas, and we're not seeing it, which is what bothers me. Yeah, but you also playing defense in the NBA. It's not just a, it's not just a one v one situation. It's also a team effort. And when the team can't defend together as a unit, the one on one situations you're gonna look bad 80 percent of the time. So it's kind of like if you're singling out one player on the defensive side of the ball, you gotta also put blame into the other four that are around him because they're they're also not up to par playing defense, man. It's just, it's true too. the NBA in every sport. It's a, a playing defense is a you is a defensive unit. It's a unit type of thing. And in the NBA, it's shown a lot more simply because the court's smaller, the game is faster, and the individual talent it, it, you could get exposed quickly. So again, you you could be a great on ball defender, but just because you're a great on ball defender and the other four are not the, are not good enough, are you really a great on ball defender? At the, the other defense day? collapse at that point. Yeah, exactly. We're gonna go to the comments real quick, boys. Um. Duffman says the reason why we don't have a consistent shooter is because our guys are rushing the shot. Yeah. Get them to the plant. I'm saying, I'm thinking plant, uh, paint. Get them to the paint and then set the screen and watch them become more consistent. Vooch is more consistent only because we were missing our shots and he's there for the rebounds and the putback shots. Apparently, he's waiting to put his, um, <laughs> waiting for Patrick Williams to enter the chat. And also, Kobe White has not logged on yet. So, thank you, Duffman. Poor Kobe, <laughs> man. He's seven straight games. What? I feel like they should have traded him last year, gotten something for him, man. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree with that one. When his value was so high, it was you could so just, high. You just go. He'd come off the bench, shoot a three, and it was like, yep, that was it. And I guess they couldn't get anything done. And how are we feeling with Io, man? Again, you know, I kind of mentioned them earlier, but how do we feel at Io starting? Again, it's only been 14 games, right, into the season. And 
we talked about P. Will. It's early in the season for both these guys, but how are we feeling, Io? Io, I feel like the energy has kind of been a little bit down from when he was coming off the bench last year. But what are your guys' thoughts on Io at point guard? Playing NBA basketball is, is a whole different beast, right? You come yeah. off the bench and, and have all this high energy, high expectations, right? But that's it. It's simply because, one, you only play for like three, four minutes. And when you're a starter, your minutes kind of, you know, they pick up a little bit. Oh, so yeah. you kind of have to preserve that energy or you have to be smart with the ball and stuff like that. Again, it's another – it's a kid who, even though last year he kind of flourished coming off the bench – and 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 being this energetic bunny from the bench now that you're a starter, you know it's a it's a it's a different role and it's a different position. It's it's different, and you still have to find your 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 pace and your you know you still got to test the waters in becoming an NBA starter again. Mm-hmm. Like Jose says, if you have it, you have it. If <laughs> and some people don't have it and they take their time building this this pace for the NBA. I was gonna be okay. Take the time. It's first year starting. I'll relax. He's still young. No, I like Ayo. Ayo, I, 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 I give the benefit of the doubt right now. Mm-hmm. As Eric said, you, you've seen what he can do when he's in his proper position. Yep. Um, he's a backup point guard. And when he when he's doing that, he's supposed to be your sixth man. He's supposed to be your energy guy coming off the bench, able to you know, able, able to produce points. Um, that's what that's why I, that's why I feel Ayo can become. Starting, as Eric said, you want to give him time, give him time to develop in that position. Uh, I like Io though. I like his potential. I like what he becomes. So I, I'm still high on Io. I really am. I mean, he could be a decent starter in the NBA in the near future or further in the yeah, future. Right? He, yeah. could be, he could be that guy. Um, but I, again, at the moment, like especially him being a second round draft pick, it's kind of like, all right, you see what this kid has. You know mm-hmm. what this kid needs to work on. Let him work on it. The game will come to him. And then see- that's all we're just waiting on. He needs to get some more muscle on that body too, man. Like he needs to, you know, I, I talked about him slashing into getting to the rim. That guy needs to get a little bit bigger, be able to push those guys off him. I mean, to be honest with you, Rick, I mean, this dude did pull up like, I think like 10 or 15 pounds of pure muscle, of did lean he? muscle in the off season. So yeah, he was a lot scrawnier last year. So he did, he, he did pull up that muscle. You can only build so muscle and so much muscle in the position. He needs twenty. He needs twenty more pounds. If I could put on twenty pounds in six months, then I, I think he can do it too. <laughs> nah, man. And then, then we're talking about a whole. Then we're talking about <laughs> him we're going to the Bears as a weight. running back, homie. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh, uh, Duffman goes says, "I think I is going to be good. I think he became a starter too quickly. He's going to be great, but still needs to be developed." Which is, I wholeheartedly agree with that one. Yeah, and I mean he got kind of thrust into the role right because of Kobe, the Kobe White injury, the uh, the Lonzo injury, continually, uh, continuously injured. But yeah, I, I he still does need to be developed. Woo, Sam, what's up, Sam? Welcome to the show, Sam. He says the Bulls front offense, AK and Eversley, failed this team. They had a lot of good to build on after last season, yet they failed to take the next steps that were necessary for this team to take the next step. The Bulls will be stuck in mediocrity. All sounds like Eric. This. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like I mean, they have a point. As much, <laughs> as, as, much as I hate to say it, you know, they do have a point. The way it's looking yeah, right yeah. now, Zach Levine isn't looking like that $200 million star player that he should be. Now, granted, he got the money because of the market and because, mm-hmm. I, you know, we thought at least they would have they been worse without it. But now, I'm now, dare I say, right, and I'm usually <laughs> the Bulls optimist, dare I say <laughs> that I kind of see I, I probably could have saw – better success or i guess like a more immediate success going the up the opposite route maybe mm-hmm. tearing it down a little bit and bringing in younger talent i don't know right but it kind of sucks 
when Zach Levine was supposed to be that guy, and he's not showing it at all. And I, mean, I, I don't think he ever was, but that's just me. I mean, <laughs> hey, look, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's it, it's sad to say, Eric. Just, uh, so no, fourteen I mean, games it, this season, uh, they they got the. Problem. <laughs> Sorry, Rick, you froze. And yeah, Rick, you froze. That's why we didn't hear yeah, we that's we we continue the conversation. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. my bad, my bad. So uh, we're 14 games this season. Are we thinking like at least 25 to really judge this season, whether or not it's going to go well or not? Or, I mean, I six and eight right now, it's just not what I expected coming into this second year under, you know, uh, uh, Billy Billy Donovan. What did I say in the beginning? Was it, I said like, what, January? Right. Yeah, I think right. he said January. I yeah. think, I, I'll stick to it. I'll stick to it. I'll, stick I'll, to I'll, give, I'll, I'll, give him, I'll give him another month. Let me see. Let me see what, Dece- what December, the rest of November brings, and December brings. Mm-hmm. And by January, if, if it's consistently like this, yeah, bro, there's no shot. There's no yeah, shot. Yeah. yeah, I always say I I always give the NBA a shot after the football season, but the Bears yeah. football season, right? This year I'm giving it until after the <laughs> World Cup because my Bears season is completely over. Uh, you know, because after that Boxing <laughs> Day point. comes and and all that stuff. Um, but apparently, uh, Sam says Zach Levine is the biggest thief in Chicago. <laughs> you can't get um, mad. At, you can't be mad at him, though. I you mean, can't be mad at him. I said it last year. I was being consistent. I was talking, like, if you put, if you give Zach Levine this contract, the Bulls are going to be in basketball hell. Hi, guys. Welcome to basketball hell. <laughs> come, come join the ride over here. It's, it's geez, starting to look man. like it. It's starting to look like it. Well, the Bulls got the Pelicans on Wednesday. And let's hope they can turn it around. Let's hope something happens. Let's hope Lonzo comes back, maybe makes this team like just a whole lot better. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. We got one more from Mario right here. Yeah, I got you right here. Oh, my okay. bad. Uh, he says, yeah, he said, I think the Bulls will turn around soon, but at least we were better than the yes. <laughs> That, that yes. does nothing for me, though. That does yes. nothing for me. Like, it, it doesn't, though. Like, like so what? The, the, they're bad. Yeah, that, that, that doesn't, that doesn't so. give me no satisfaction whatsoever. <laughs> It should have been bad back in like 2009. Is, is that like LeBron's on the Cleveland Cavaliers or Miami mm-hmm. Heat when, when we hated him, right? That, that, that's gone. This gives me no satisfaction <laughs> like he used to anymore. He's bad, bro. They're bad. Like, yeah, Where's CP when you need him, man? I, I yeah, right? You know, we, we need the Lakers, the Laker bandwagon, or the Laker fan, or the LeBron fan, sorry, in, in CP. And uh, but yeah, man, they, I mean, you're right. It does it does mean no justice that the Bulls are better than the LeBron Lakers, even if LeBron was still in in Cleveland or Miami or whatever team he was and before then. Like it, it does mean no. It's it gives me no excitement, no happiness, yeah, no re- nothing. That, no, you know, not the Bulls anymore. Are like it used to. No, <laughs> not like, at all. Not at all. It's just more like, yeah, LeBron's at the end of his career. Cool, got it. But not even that. It's like we used to hate him because he was the reason why we we, we couldn't win or, or advance exactly. further in the playoffs. And, exactly. not, and now he's he hasn't been a threat. So it's like, dude, it, it is expected of them to be bad. You know, just because <laughs> we're bad, it gives me yep. no joy. It gives me no joy. Yeah, Duff, man. Hey, look, man, I love you, bro. I, I love you with all my heart. We've been together. <laughs> We've been knowing each other for like 10 plus years, my man. And I appreciate you, Ann, and I love you, and you, my guy. But you are that this this quote right here, this quote right here, is the is the epitome of Bulls mediocrity as a fan base and everything else like that, man. I love you, man. I love you so much. But but this but this right here, this right here is where we stand by as Chicago Bulls fans as an organization. That's a rough, just a mediocre franchise. 
and it's it, it's it's like if we find joy from somewhere else instead of our own team, that's that's yeah, yeah. It does suck. Yeah. He says LeBum James. LeBum and happy, James. Yeah, he does the Ren and Stimpy happy happy joy joy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was the C Red segment. Like I said, Bulls have the Pelicans on Wednesday. All right, boys, let's finish it up with four stars of the week. Um, you guys want me to go first? Do you guys want to go first? Who wants to go first? Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? The fourth star could be whoever in the comments. Put put your fourth star in the comments. We'll, we'll let yeah, Rick go we'll... first. And the, the, then uh, the other two, us two, we'll do it. Then and the fourth will be somebody in the comments, whoever it is. I like or it. Everybody in the comments. I like it. All right. I'll start it off. My first star of the week is going to be Cole Komet. Nice. Two touchdowns, 74 yards against the Lions. And I mentioned earlier, right? Five touchdowns over the last three weeks. His last three games, 11 receptions. 126 yards, five touchdowns, three touchdowns his entire career before that. So I'm giving these two to Cole Komet. And we talked about him too, like, or at least it's talked about that he is someone who does the little things right, run blocking, pass blocking. He does that correctly as well. But now he's finally starting to get into the offense, finally scoring end zone threat. Like he is starting to be that guy for the Bears. And I got to give it to Cole Komet. That's going to be my first star of the week. Go ahead, Eric. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I'm sticking to my four stars from last year, or one of my stars from last year in my alma mater in South Suburban. They play their first game of Nationals tomorrow. It will be live at 11 a.m. here. Or, I'm sorry, 1, 1 p.m. here, 11 a.m. over there. Giving a quick shout-out to them. Good luck to the girls next year. Um, as for the Chicago one, mine is Duff, man, because he is <laughs> the joy of the southeast <laughs> side of Chicago. He says he finds joy with the – with the Bulls, and he's always lit at the UC. Love he's always it. lit at the Love UC. It. He's lit at Soldier Field. And unfortunately, <laughs> he gets lit at that one um, garbage of a stadium on whatever avenue on the south side of Chicago. <laughs> 35th and Shields? If that's the one, I guess. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um. All right. I was kind of hoping one of you guys went with Justin Fields because we can't go – Four stars of relief without Justin Fields. I wasn't trying to That's go right. Justin Fields, but because nobody mentioned him, I'm going to mention it for the second straight week. Because how can you not? How can yeah. you? How can, how can you? I mean, how can yeah. you not be one of the four stars of the week after breaking a record? After another, just amazing game of him just showing us and, and and further just prolonging the legend of Justin Fields and what he, and what he can become yep. here in Chicago. I mean, easy, easy four star of the week there, Justin Fields for sure. One hundred percent. I it it it's just like it seems every week that it, it you again like you said you can't go without mentioning Justin Field and what he did on the field because two two weeks in a row he had a sixty plus yard rushing touchdown like that's Crazy. insane. I, I just Crazy. you know yeah he broke his own record. <laughs> yeah, he broke his own record. That that's crazy. I thought he was gonna break the rushing record again this week, but he was about 30 yards short. <laughs> He's on pace for a thousand yards rushing as a quarterback, guys. That's insane. That's that crazy. is insane. And that's the, you know, and the crazy part about it, there is gonna be no MVP talks because the Bears are ass. Yeah, that's right. But there's people mentioning his name in NBC M- MVP conversation on ESPN. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I mean I I, I I get it. if there's if there was a uh a uh like how the nba has like you know all these awards like best water boy off the bench you know six player of the year you know comeback player of the year in the nfl 
I think that was, that's a good one. Comeback player of the year, even though you know last year being a shit quarterback yeah. and this year is just not so good. I mean, being this great, most improved player, mm-hmm. most improved player in the NBA. Yeah. You know, um, all these awards. I mean, if there's something like that, Justin Fields deserves like the next best uh, category. Maybe he could be, you know, the offensive player of the year or something like that. If that if that's an award in the NFL. And then right. Duffman agrees with you. My star of the week, Justin Fields. Back <laughs> oh, to back week, baby's rushing leader. Uh, 60 plus yards rushing. Gave me two weeks with 50 points. In the <laughs> game Justin I love it. Same here. I, I think the one that me and Duffman are in, he's. I, that, I probably feel like that's the only one that and another one where I don't have Justin Fields as my quarterback. He actually has him. Matter of fact, he has the whole Chicago Bears offense from Mooney to commit to the Bears defense, oh Justin God. Fields. I think David Montgomery on on top of that. Too hey, as well. I'm gunning for you, uh, Duff man. I think I think we face in a kind of week or two, but I'm go, I'm gunning for you, man. I'm going I'm going. I'm not going to be last in John's league. I'll tell you that much. And I, <laughs> and I just beat John this week. He's number one. So thank you. I my, needed that one too. Because my I'm team is healthy, Eric. My team is healthy, and there I'm going to make a comeback. Let's go. Nah, it's too late for you, homie. No, it's not. Too late for no, you. No, it's not. I, I did the math, bro. It's not too late. It is not too late. Duffman, I mean, right. Duffman did it from 0 and 5 and ended up winning John's League a couple years hey, back. So, hey, you know, oh my God. Look, you, you eight teams make the playoffs. I'm literally two games away from eight, and I and I face everybody 8 through 12, 3 11 the next three or four weeks. So it is it is definitely a possibility. <laughs> uh, Rick, how's your team with the 17 quarterbacks that you have? Uh, I, I think I made a trade. I think I made a good trade. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. I think I still have a losing record. Uh, so I don't think I'm going to win it this year, even with. Because we're a one quarterback league, so that was you know bad. Yeah, um, but, <laughs> uh, I tried, I tried, uh, I had a couple of bites, but I finally got a running back. Um, would you would you guys believe me if I tell you guys? And one, I'm trying to look for it in one of my Yahoo leagues that I have with my um, that I have. I actually have a score. You ready for this? I have a score mm-hmm. of 314 points to like 97. Damn, That's the score line. Uh, how much I'm winning. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what kind of offensive powers they have in here. Duff man for that. He goes, let's go. My team is on the rise. But the entire Bears offense, I'll probably keep producing. <laughs> nah, hell no. Duff man, I love you, buddy. I miss I you. Think, you I think that'll soon. be the fourth star of the week. Just the entire Bears offense for Mario there right there. there That's going to be the fourth star go. of the week. I'm, I'm telling you, my star is Duff man for real. That's my star yeah. of the week, too. <laughs> it's Chicago related, right? It's Chicago. Yeah, he's Chicago related. The Southeast side represent hard right here. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. All right, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. You guys have anything else real quick before we get out of here? Yes, Sports Drip Live coming up at 10 o'clock, guys. Make sure to tune in. We're talking UFC 281. Mm -hmm. Everything that happened there is crazy. We're going to preview Bellator 288, which is coming up this weekend here in Chicago. And then we're also going to preview AEW Full Gear. So we have a a good full show. So, yes, that's going to be exciting. Can't wait. So make sure you guys tune in at 10 o'clock. Yeah, the EAFP podcast will be on Thursday as I give you guys my picks for the quarter to the final um talk about a little bit more of the fifa scandal but also at the same time just enjoying the tournament too as well Mm -hmm. uh i'm gonna give you my prediction for the game on monday uh before the show and just remember reminder for everybody my show the efb podcast every single day from match day one to match day three and on to the playoffs for the world cup you get to see me every single day isn't that lovely (laughs) y'all jose you're gonna tune in every single day to see eric's lovely face uh, if, if if I'm not working yet, if I'm not, <laughs> yeah, that's so a no. I love that. it. <laughs> JCA Sports Podcast will be on Wednesday, and uh, Rick's—I mean, not Rick's—Jack's show 
uh, what is it? Slap, slap shot. Slap, slap, slap shot. shot. Come on, put some respect on here. It's hockey. I know. It's slap shot for some odd reason because that's a quote. That's a term in hockey. Like, that's that's, that's what I'm that's going true. with. His podcast on Thursday too, as well. Rick, what yep. is your show on? So we're gonna we're gonna record only football here in a bit, but it's gonna come out on all streaming platforms uh, tomorrow on Tuesday, and then also again on Wednesday as we recap Week Ten, and then we're gonna give our Week Eleven predictions, and then three up, three down. I think no episode this week, not until the following week. Is there you guys gonna get another three up, three down MLB podcast? So there you go. And as always, guys, make sure you guys always follow, <laughs> like, and share. Not only just the Star Six Media platform, but also. All the other platforms too as well on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Twitch. Make sure you always like and share all of our episodes, not just Big League Chicago, but all the other uh, podcasts that are on Star 6 Media platform on all social medias. Yep. But that'll be it, right? Guys, great episode. Thank you guys for joining us. Everybody in the comments, love it. And uh, we will see you guys next time. Stay tuned for Sports Strip Live. See you. Yeah. Stay tuned. It'll be up next here on Star 6 Media. I feel like, I feel like, I feel like Mike, Jordan, give me the rock and I'm scoring. Hey, came from the bottom, that's foreign. I swear that I'm up for the sun in the morning. Yeah, they know that we ain't the same. 402, we rap the gang. 